Jen and Kai for another episode of Tits and Teeth. Here's the jam, peeps. We had so much amazing content from Nico that we didn't even get to talk about his entertainment company, Glitz. So we are bringing him back for this ep, but with a little twisty twist, because that's what the cool kids say. (laughs) So today, we have decided to do a little mashup of people and talk about a different side of performance, the entertainment and industrial side. So on top of hearing from Nico and talking about Glitz, we'll also hear from Elisa, who is one of the co-directors of A Squared D Squared Circus, an aerial dance circ company who provides custom entertainment for all types of events. And it just so happens that Jen is a performance troupe member at their center as well. No big deal. But as always, we got to get to those tops and tails of the week first. So Jen, let's do it. It's the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my God. It's Hey baby girl, what's up? What's up? Hi. Hi. Last night, I like the the um, because I'm a five year old child. Uh, when I'm tired, all of the week happened and like the move and everything. And we also did auditions after rehearsals last night. And we came home and I was just like, I'm I'm a little tired and like I cry when I'm tired. Oh, <laughs> so you cried? I'm just like, oh, I'm just like. I just need to go to sleep, you know? <laughs> I get like that too when I'm, I'm a, yeah, five year old yeah. job. Oh, mate. So, yeah, tell us about all of the things. You um, closed Mamma Mia. Oh, it's closed. It's done. I'm off the island. Congratulations. <laughs> That's so exciting. Thank I you. feel like, how was your contract? The contract was really, really good. And like, The story was so different. Okay, I should start. Like, the cast was absolutely wonderful. We had such a blast. And I see this all the time. Like, I knew it was all this background singing. And I just figured, you know, like, we'd all be in the back and doing our singing. But it was actually, like, it was actually so much fun to do all that background singing. And it was, um, like, everyone's together. And so you have so much, like, background, back stage camaraderie and everyone who had either done the show before seen the show before really said that because we're in the round and it's such like an intimate enclosed space that you like they got more of the story and like the mom daughter story like not just the friends story and that the um the dad's story quote unquote but like the mom daughter relationship really showed and it was more intimate and not just like exploding disco (laughs) which is awesome so then I have two questions about that like obviously um you're you said you're in the round so if you can just explain to our listeners um what what you mean the beautiful globe theater Regina is actually a theater in the round so we are surrounded 360 degrees by seats there are four entrances into the space on each corner quote unquote and you are oh my gosh people are literally right beside you you are encompassed by humans and it like you can feel everything and all the energy and it's all 
being given back to you. It's pretty cool. And um, then because it's Mamma Mia and you can feel all the energy and stuff, people go crazy for Mamma Mia. We said it so many times that we're like, is the audience on a laugh track? It was full like friends laugh track, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) You know, like, ah, ha, 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 boom. You know, they listening for the next lines, but like it sounded like a laugh track and it was silly oh our donna said one time like there were these there were these women up in one of like the balcony areas and they were freaking jazz the whole time every song they were like off the top money happened in there they are already dancing and singing to money and in the second act she the, the donna has a lot of ballads and blah 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 anyway she starts to sing winner and they all go oh my god it's winner oh my god that's winner. and they like freaked out that winner was happening right then she was like okay all right it is happening <laughs> and they're like oh my god oh my god it's winner oh my god it's winner they were so, so, so ready for it. I love it. And then you said that the mom-daughter was so um, prevalent. Do you think that that's because of the times that we're in? Like, this is such a female-empowered time right now. Do you think that that impacted that story or, or the way that it's perceived by an audience? No. Well, I'm going to say no because, actually, when you take a step back and you look at that writing, that writing is actually – that writing is amazing. And we learned originally Mamma Mia had been meant the first original production or whatever was supposed to be in a smaller space. It was meant to be in this smaller theater and something happened where this, this bigger theater was opened up and was available to them. That this then was they the original lo- Mamma Mia? The original, original Mamma oh, Mia. Cool that they then moved locations into this bigger theater. But it was originally meant to be a bit of a smaller story. And I think, like, when you see it again, put it in a smaller space, you're like, that writing's already there. It's already done. Like, that relationship is there. And maybe then that's the testament to our Donna and our Sophie. Like, we were in the same dressing room, and I think that really helped, like... That camaraderie was I totally was agree. Too. They put out yeah. um, Donna and Sophie in the same dressing room as well, just so that, the, and I think that that was, pr- and then the dynamos were in the same dressing room too. Like, yeah, I go. Well. Just for that dynamic. I happened to be, I happened to be in that dressing room as well. It was like endless laugh and ridiculous fun. It was so much, yeah, it was great. All those women were fucking fierce. Ah, yeah. Fucking Fierce. Fucking fierce. That's so great. I love it. So you were at the Globe in Regina, and now where are you, Kyla? I love that you're interviewing me. I know. It's weird. (laughs) eh? I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, my God, you're asking me questions. Get the fuck out. I am in Calgary, Alberta, in Cowtown, Stage West, doing the first regional production of Jersey Boys. Well, shit, girl. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. The music is awesome. And we talked about Ain't Too Proud with Nico as well. Yeah. And, like, I never saw I never saw Jersey Boys. I didn't. I didn't get to see or I didn't oh, go to cool. see because I was being fucking stupid. And I didn't go see uh, I saw Jersey Boys in, in Toronto um, when it was there. In Vegas. And it was fantastic. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And it's fast. It's that same. It's that same. Um I don't know what you call it, like blueprint of of Des Makinoffs that it's like it's fast moving, like oh my god, like 
small scenes happen that somebody talks to the audience and the scene behind them has changed so that they are immediately in a new location. There is no time wasted. We are going through years of of events and it's like boom, 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 sing, do the shit, blah, blah, blah. It is fast and furious and like we are going for it. Tell me about you, though. <laughs> I'm great, mate. Like, we are just... Fucking matching it up. We are. We we have three Man of La Manchas left. And I'm so sad. It's actually my full tales. But then, my tops. Yes. And I feel like it's kind of appropriate for this <laughs> one because I have this... We have the circus in this episode. And okay. the girls at the circus... Squared, mm-hmm. squared, those girls, they just purchased a cube. Let me tell you what a cube I saw. I, yeah. I haven't been up in the cube yet. Anyway, I'm so excited. Mm. So I have four, uh, I have three days off. Um, and obviously I'm going to go and play in the cube in my three days off. And I am so, <laughs> obviously. So the cube, it's um, an aerial apparatus. So it's elevated off the floor. It's a... Imagine a cube, a square. You're three, you know, it's three sixty degrees, four sides that we're gonna get up in in the air. And um, my dear friends uh, who are affiliated with the circus, they um, they showed me their routine. They had three people in the routine, and I've already choreographed myself in as the fourth person. <laughs> So they're doing an act, a three-person act in the cube in the air, and it's automated, so it's going up and down, and and it's spinning, and it looks awesome, and the girls are hanging off each other. And it's like a really cool thing when you're working with some of your best friends and hanging off your best friends and who you know, and you sweat together, and you laugh together, and you um, get to be creative together in those ways. Anyway, I'm... So excited that we have a new cube. I'm so excited that, gr- that the girls have already organized themselves as a trio in that cube. And I'm so excited to tell them that it's now going to be a four-person act. <laughs> I looked at their like, routine. As the girl is on top, I'm going to be down the bottom. It's fine. I already figured it's it totally out. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It totally works. Just because I'm in a musical doesn't mean I can't also be in the cube act, in Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm really excited about it. So that's my yeah, top. It's gotta be for people. <laughs> I love that. And now we're gonna throw it to our mate Nico Giannakis talking to us about Glitz Event Entertainment. Take it away, Nico. You have an amazing side hustle which has to do with the entertainment industry that isn't um in exact correlation with musical theatre. Tell us about it, what is it? And, yeah, just give us a little insight. Well, uh, um, a couple of years, I think it's like four years ago now, uh, myself, uh, my best friend Christopher, and uh, my dear friend Jeff Dimitriou started a company called Glitz Event Entertainment. And we decided to venture into the corporate industrial event entertainment industry. And we were disillusioned at the time (laughs) about what it was. You know, we're like, Mm -hmm. no, like... uh, Well, it's growing and evolving, I think. Yeah. It does. It, of course, it's ever changing, but mm-hmm. the 
Uh, my best friend owns his own public relation company called Blend PR, in which he is mm. very successful. And mm. so he had the PR sort of aspect of it. And then Jeff and I, being veterans of the entertainment industry, thought to ourselves, yeah. we've got all the tools we need. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we got into the event entertainment industry, and I realized that I know absolutely nothing, that I'm like a toddler running around <laughs> looking for my sussy. <laughs> because... It it's was, a whole another oh world. my gosh, it yeah. was so different. These people, the thing is, is that the people that you talk to in the event entertainment industry, these people are like, like for instance, one of our major clients is Center Court Development. You know those high rises all along the water there, mm-hmm. down at front in Blue Jays Way? Mm-hmm. Those are all made by Center Court, okay? Yeah. They are our client. So the gentleman who hires us, that's what he does all day. So now he calls me and he says, hi, we want to show... And he gives me like a couple of little details. And then I come up with this verbose, fascinating presentation of how, like, you know, the artistry of my thing. And he'll ask you a question like, uh, not even a question. Like, for instance, I remember our first contract. He was like, it's got to be high octane. (laughs) He must have said the word high octane like 19 times. He said high octane. Like the only, our note was high octane. It had to be a high octane. So I'm getting like that first show. We had a dancer doing a hoop, a hoop dance. We had two aerialists on hoops in the like hanging from the ceiling, spinning all around. We had like eight dancers. Yeah. We had we we spent a fortune on risers because all I was thinking in my mind the whole time was high octane, high octane. If you watch the show, it looks like an epileptic seizure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It secured us the contract, and we're now going into our third year of doing the entertainment for uh, the Holden for Light charity at the Ritz Carlton. But it surprises me so much because I work in that industry uh-huh. as well, and the astounding thing is how in musical theater we're in such a bubble, and we don't even realize that as soon as I take half a step, and I'm still in entertainment. But it's a totally different world and a totally different feel. Yeah, this volatile. Have no idea. Yeah, it's like in music theater we have like we have equity and all of these like it's there's so the way that things go. Mm-hmm. And when you step like literally in any other direction, half a step left. Like, yeah, it's completely <laughs> different. It's like these like like you're talking to this person that has never done a single day of dancing or entertainment in his life. The things that they bring up to us are. It's such a strange thing. We spent all this time like worrying. Like for instance, we just recently done a proposal, and it was like we spent so much time worrying about like you know the through line and what was the story, what was the theme of the entire yeah, night going to be from the artistry. the reception, like transitioning into the main event and what how it was going to go. And then the, then they're like, I feel like there wasn't enough purple. <laughs> you're like, you know, and you're like. I don't even know what you mean. And yeah, so but if you wanted yeah. more purple, and put it in the initial proposal, and man, we would I, yeah, blow and you so away then, with purple. And so then, like, and then they give you the gig, and then, like, as you're going along, trying to create your beautiful through line, every now and then, you're like, like, can we make this purple? Just because you know, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to. And it's, Costumes are purple, makeup is purple, it's so, dance yeah. is like. So, yeah, anyways, yeah. it's a very different venture, but it's been an adventure. It's a learning experience for uh, all of us. Me and my partners working together is an interesting thing. Uh, my partner Jeff and I are both a fiery moving artist of, of our own right. Both of us A-type to the max and so yeah. we learn an immense amount from each other. We bounce off each other a lot because uh, 
where neither of us are very good at relinquishing control. And I think it's actually creating a dynamic that's really going to catapult Which is our what company. you were talking about yeah, earlier. earlier. Is that where, that's where the magic happens. I it's think it that. is. It's that, that, it's that bouncing back and forth that I think makes it zing, makes it... Uh, there, uh, Rick Fox, the music director that I worked with many times, he always talks about when the chord, when like when you're singing, when the chord zings, it's like that moment when everybody is blending perfectly in it. Mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time when I'm teaching because I think it's a very interesting concept. The same thing can happen when you're dancing, when you're doing choreography and everybody is feeling the music at the same time, then mm-hmm. this moment is zinging. You know what I mean? Like everybody is mm-hmm. really dancing together and it's something that now I, I try to achieve in all kinds of aspects of my life. I try to get that zing where I'm like, this is, you know, like the, like, anyway, I have another analogy, like when you you're sailing, say, yeah, yeah, when you're say, sailing and the hummer, uh, the, the rudder is humming, mm-hmm. it means you're at your maximum speed, you know, and that's another version of zinging. It's like you're doing, you're mm-hmm. performing at the <laughs> maximum level. I love that. That's good. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing that you're doing, and it's very yeah. exciting. It's very fun, and, and I hope and it's going to be, it's going to take me well into my old age. Good, <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great um, creative outlet as well. It sounds like you are having the ability to be wonderfully creative in everything that you're doing, and you're having that outlet, and but then so. you're contributing in an entirely different way. Yeah, well, and about contributing, we're what like uh, Glitz is going to be volunteering at the Starlight Trick or Suite, cool, uh, which is a wonderful. The Starlight Wish Foundation does this uh, event at uh, at uh, a hotel where it like rents a whole floor of the hotel, and every room is from a different company, and the uh, the company mm. dresses up that room, and these poor kids with um. Well, not poor kids, but these children with uh, terminal illnesses are able to have their trick-or-treat experience within a closed environment that is safe for them. And uh, so Glitz is is going to have a room uh, that we are getting with JDX Entertainment and uh, Christopher's company, Blend PR. And uh, it's going to be a room where the kids are going to be able to come and we're going to get some candy and we've got skeleton costumes. Nico, you have to send us a photo when you're doing all of that because that sounds beautiful. We're volunteering and and it's going to be a great time. I I love that kind of thing. I feel for those kids, and I think it's going to be a good day. Yes, Nico, you bloody legend. This conversation then inspired us to get in touch with some of the owners of the circus company I'm affiliated with here in Toronto, Aerial Dance Cirque Company, also known as A Squared, D Squared, who are also in the entertainment industry business. They are circus performers turned entrepreneurs and all-round legends. So, friends... Let's go join the bloody circus, am I right? It is an early morning rendition of 60 Seconds with the Godfather with A squared, D squared, Alisa. And we are going to ask you rapid fire seconds. <laughs> Question 60 seconds. Are you ready? Woo! It's time for 60 seconds with a godfather. 60 seconds with a godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 seconds with a godfather. <laughs> In three, two, one, go. How do you feel about teardrop circus makeup? Oh, I love teardrop circus makeup. It's my favorite. Oh my gosh. What's your aerial specialty? My aerial specialty is aerial hoop, <gasps> double hoop specifically. Perfect. Sometimes, sometimes in dealing is dealing with actors just the worst. Um, can I pass? No, say okay. yes. no, just say yes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, are you directionally challenged? 
I, yes, very much so. I love bowing to the back of the room whether there's no audience. That's my favorite thing. Perfect. What's your favorite hashtag? Oh, hashtag winning. Yes! <laughs> Do you juggle? No, I fail juggling. Can you ride a tricycle? I can ride a tricycle. <laughs> Pet peeve. Oh my gosh, too many questions. No, How do you, oh. <laughs> no reflection on what's going on right now. Go, Kyla. How do you feel about messy buns? Horrible. Make sure they're neat and tidy and spray them back and please put a hairnet on them. No, I don't put a hairnet on mine. That is 60 seconds with Alisa. We have a few more questions. Should we go through them, Kai? Oh, just do it. Let's just do it because I like them. They're cute. You're, the, you're, you're the next one is mine. It's after two kids, can you still do a walkover? I can because I take an adult gymnastics class. Oh my gosh, go girlfriend. <laughs> okay, this was from Gio. Which is more painful, childbirth or a ginger Isadora drop on the silks? Girlfriend, childbirth trumps all. <laughs> there's a, there's even a move called a cookie cutter, and I still wouldn't even, th- that still does not compare to the birth. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Mm. 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 Ooh, yeah, I don't right. want to know. Right, so. <laughs> Um, finish the sentence. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yay. Yes. <laughs> what does scroop actually mean? Well, it can be a verb or a noun. Um, if it's a verb, it means you're actually hugging and scrooping someone. <laughs> if it's a noun, you're calling someone a scroop, it's very endearing. Okay. So scroop, scroop, scroop. Endearing. <laughs> yes. And then why is it called A squared D squared when there are three of you? Oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. It's just A squared D squared. It's just A squared. It's just A squared D squared. We're aerialists, we're dancers, we're A squared D squared. I love it. We wanted to learn a little bit about your background as both an artist and a businesswoman. Awesome. Okay, so my background uh, stemmed from dance. Mm -hmm. So I grew up as a dancer. And uh, when I was in my late teens, I found circus and fell in love with it. And so uh, when I went to my post-secondary uh, schooling, I was trained at L'École Nationale de Cirque, and that became my primary focus. So um, as an artist, uh, as soon as I finished at the school, I came back to Toronto. I started getting stunt work, and I really loved it. And um, I was raised in a household where our parents really just encouraged us to always make a business out of what we're doing and making sure that, you know, that we had options but to be in the arts they were really like huge Mm. advocates of being in the arts because Mm. they are both musicians so um we started a squared d squared actually when i was 20 years old so fresh out of school started a squared d squared it started just as me and my sisters um and as soon as we had to sell ourselves as a contortionist we decided we had to branch out and and meet new people who were contortionists and um and that's just really how we evolved we started just as the three of us and then it evolved and now we um manage uh, close to 35 performers who are specialists mostly in circus but also dancers some actors we don't hate them all we love a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) she's positive yes and um since then uh just branching into also um some personal coaching for performers as well because we really just love the the give back component because we understand what it was like being a performer and then what it was like what it's like now managing performers and we love it all cool Mm -hmm. 
Amazing. I love it. We were just kind of getting onto the topic of monetary value of artists and how um, in circus it's not regulated by a union or anything like that. What kind of experiences do you have with clients that you are then selling shows to um, and trying to convince them to then pay for artists at a certain level? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're really lucky okay. because in circus we are still, I think, quite niche. Mm-hmm. And maybe not as niche as in other parts of Canada, but in Toronto, because yeah. we're right next door to the mecca of Montreal, uh, people know about circus, they know the value of it, and Circus cool. Slay has really made it very popular. Oh, cool. Like so commercialized it a little bit more? Is that yeah. Totally. We're like, we've always said we've been riding the wave of Cirque du Soleil since we started. And we feel very mm-hmm. grateful, but we also realize that that wave could come crashing down at any point. Right. Just like in music, music was like, people would pay so much to go see a concert and then all of a sudden, or for a CD, and then all of a sudden it crashed down, right? Yeah. So we know that there, mm. everything comes in waves, right, in the arts. Um, but when we're explaining to clients, because they will always come back and say, you charge that much for five to seven minutes? <laughs> yes we do I'm so confident because we we know because we used to be the performer what goes into that five to seven minutes right Right. so it's um if people really need an explanation we say you know you're getting top of the line performers these are like our a-class performers they've been doing this literally for their whole lives yeah they've worked for super reputable companies they come in for choreography daily um, and their your show is going to be the most spectacular thing you've ever seen. It's going to be worth every penny. You know, you will not regret it. Good. And it's all about sales language too, right? So right. if you can yeah. really just get people to see the vision of what they're going to get, mm-hmm. they won't complain about the like five to seven minutes that someone is out there for that amount of money, right? right. So we really try and give them like it's the quality over quantity, right? Mm-hmm. We compare it a lot to cars. We compare our people a lot to cars. So we'll say, like, <laughs> oh. you can get... Is that because people who are uh, in a different world than artists, they'll be able to relate to it? Is that the idea Exactly. It? So they relate to the car. A lot of people come back to us <laughs> and say, well, we can get the dance school down the road to do it for blank amount. Oh, my gosh. Slap head, right? Yeah. If you could only see us right now. And we will say, because people, everyone drives a car, almost everyone, we say, well, you know, you can get a Kia or you can get a Rolls Royce. Both of them are going to get you to the exact same place. But is it going to feel the same and look the same and seem the same when you're in the Kia as when you're in the Rolls Royce? And they'll be like, absolutely not. Or Tesla. Right. Absolutely not. Okay, perfect. So, like, we are, Cirque du Soleil is like the Tesla. You know, you can compare yourself wherever you are in there. You know, the, the, the school you're going to go to, they're going to they're gonna do a good job. They're a school. They're, they're probably students. They're going to do as great as they can. They're the Kia. You want a Mercedes. We're the Mercedes. You can afford cool. us. We're the Mercedes. You're going to get great performances, etc. So we find when you can bring people in, like just help them relate to the pricing grid. Yeah. 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 They're more willing to spend the money. And then where did you learn that kind of language? Is that just something that you've picked up from being at home? Did you guys study business? Like where does that, um, that tie in. foresight <laughs> come from? So, I mean, you'd think growing up in a household of performers that we would have a better grasp on business, but um, really, you don't listen to anything your parents say anyway. So I'm going to say my parents have done amazing, um, but I never listened to what their language was. Really, we all, um, Julie Smith and I, when we started our business, we just didn't want it to be a hobby. We wanted it to be something that we could sustain literally for our whole lives if we wanted to. Yeah. And um, so we've we take business courses continuously. Cool. Uh, my first business course was about four years into our 
business when we started not just selling ourselves because yeah. then you're responsible literally for other people's careers, <laughs> right? Like my head. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's a responsibility, I think. And our mandate of A Squared D Squared has always been to help um, people have sustainable careers in the performing arts. So if you're actually helping people, you need to secure a lot of work. And um, that's still a journey for us always. Like we're yeah. always reaching for higher and higher goals. But we've taken so many business courses that are outside of the arts because business is not the exact same as being in the art itself, right? right. No. But right we not. do have both perspectives, which is really unique, I think. And valuable, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's yeah. so wonderful. And I think that that's interesting because it's something that we talk about all the time for artists is just to continually train and um, mm-hmm. kind of keep up yeah. with all the trends and everything that's happening across the board. Mm-hmm. And um, you're doing the same as a businesswoman. So wherever yeah. you are in life, hashtag always learning. Hashtag <laughs> always learning. Hashtag winning. Learning. Hashtag always learning. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and just a piece of that, um, our give back piece, uh, which I know you have tuned into. Um, but if anyone wants to um, get just like 10 essential business tips mm-hmm. that we recommend for performers that help with like language around pricing themselves, because it's a little different when you're a company pricing and when you're just a, a performer by yourself pricing to a client yeah, right? or to an agent. Uh, we have a free online mini masterclass through Performing Prosper, which is our education component of our business. But it's totally free. It's online. And if you, uh, you can probably put the link into this, but if people want to click into it we talk a lot about pricing and I think that's an important piece for the performer to feel like they have a career that they're really proud of when they're like Mm -hmm. I'm getting my good great or awesome price right Right. I'm not just like oh I'm just going to take anything that comes in like they've actually thought about like what do I want to make when I'm going out there Um, especially Mm -hmm. for any performers who aren't part of a union right Right. because a union is going to set that rate for you which is great Mm -hmm. yeah it is really interesting that that for whatever reason the circus world and and the dance world outside of unless you're in film and television or in musical theater it's not unionized the ballet world is also now unionized I think eventually the circus world will be do you think it'll, it will eventually be unionized or will stay a unregulated zone that would be because so cool do you think yeah there's so many like uh, I find in circus more oh no you know what I'm gonna take that back I was gonna say in circus you're more of a self-employed artist and you can jump from place to place but that's exactly what we do in musical theater it is we it's, jump from place to place it's really unfortunate there's a lot of like it's, it's a really unfortunate thing that it isn't unionized and it yeah. isn't regulated and I know that um, a lot of artists and performers in this industry have been pushing for that for a lot of years oh unfortunately, yeah unfortunately um, it's because it's higher risk it's not as there well yet in my, yeah. yeah it's not there yet unfortunately unfortunately but it is something think that is um is really important mm-hmm. and then in yeah. the meantime um it's important that employers such as yourself are are kind of setting industry standards and things like that mm-hmm. so um I, I yeah we were just going to say what do you do to set your industry standards, standards. Mm-hmm. so um we do our market research mm-hmm. first and foremost so um when we started the company that was like a huge part of our business plan just seeing like what is everyone out there charging and what are they paying and and trying to find like a way to be in there right because you're yeah. going to get a lot of low yeah. and you're going to get a lot of high mm-hmm. and then it's like so how do you place yourself within the marketplace and not out like overbid so that you're getting no work but stay yeah. you know in there um so it was just a lot of research for us we've kind of found our groove I think here at, at the studio it's very interesting too so something we train on a lot is 
the difference in price as just the performer if you're going directly to the client or if there's someone in between you, right? Because there's a lot of jobs you're doing as a performer. So um, Jen's a fabulous example. <laughs> okay, so Jen, if you were to go straight to a client, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take care of like all of like the contract, the booking, the... Rigging, potentially. Is that what you're... Sure, the rigging, the negotiating, the 25 site inspections that you don't even want to do because you've already seen that site like tw- like a million times, etc. And there's all this time that you're putting in. So your price actually when you're doing that should be higher than like when you're going through someone who has booked it for you. Now, when you guys do shows, it's really great that they have like unionized fees because they know what your part is and then what the part that I guess other people are doing and that does not exist right now in circus it's it's really difficult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then setting the price above what we want to pay the performer so like if I want to pay a performer what name a number like two hundred dollars I don't I'm not charging two hundred dollars because my time's not worth nothing nor should their time if they go directly to the client they should be charging higher than that as well because their time to do all those things should be compensated for, right? Totally. And we're mm-hmm. talking more about like the one-off corporate market yeah, right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then just something for it, Oh yeah, you did you Oh no, I was just going to say it's just a lot about education and like even for like knowing what you're worth as a performer as well as what um your product is worth. Like we are pro- we are producing a service. It's a product. It's something that it does have monetary value to it, just like anything else, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that we should know what we're worth and and where that fits in the market value is what you're saying. You got it. Education. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag what? Winning okay. with education. Just hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and then just for fun, yeah. we were because we were speaking to Nico on his in, in his little segment, and yeah. he was saying sometimes speaking to somebody who isn't an artist and hasn't grown up in this world, a muggle, if you will. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Totally oh. a muggle. Totally a muggle. Um, he was saying that he set a few examples examples where he just got bizarre requests from clients. <laughs> so do you have any examples um, where when you're speaking to muggles or, or people outside of uh, a world as an artist where they the just... Example. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Give it to my okay. girlfriend. So the first time that happened was um, with a planner. So someone like you thought would have an idea, but still a muggle, right? Because they're not doing what you're doing. And uh, she asked if she could put us in like a box in the ceiling and if we could just lay quietly for the hour of cocktails and then (laughs) the silk would drop and and we would just fall into the room and uh I I was like no like my people can't do that and she was like really like okay so what if we and she's like trying to configure it I'm like okay so what we're gonna do if you really want that is we just have to do a little demo at the studio I'm just gonna put you in a dark place a, a tiny dark space where you can't warm up we're going to keep it really dark. And then after an hour, I'm going to shine a flashlight in your eye and tell you to do something really cool with your body. And she was like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I see, I see what you mean. And then I think her, her – yeah. anyways, she came back with something hilarious. Like, can we wheel you out in, like, food carts? And we were like, no. Um, they don't get it, right? That doesn't have to do with money necessarily. <laughs> it's a vision. But she was really – Like, it's something they've seen on TV where, like, obviously, like – there's a hall, and then all of a sudden these people drop in and silks. So they've totally seen it on TV. They're like, yeah, totally. That could totally but like, happen. meanwhile, the people are warming up in the room exactly. upstairs because and they're then they hide out cut. both floors. No, I mean, yeah. like, and then they cut. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, okay, 
pull the rigs in and then we'll go from here, you know? Like, <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so funny. So yeah, it's, it is, you have to get really clear with your language. And yeah. sometimes I feel like hashtag losing, like I'll explain <laughs> something and they just, you're so hip. Alisa. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really working on it since, since our discussions of hashtags. Um, <laughs> I used to pluralize the winning, just so everyone knows. It, it was not winning at all. Um, so, yes, it's just really getting clear on uh, and being articulate about how you describe the vision, the pricing, how it's all going to fit together, and how it's going to fix a, or ha- be a solution to what the, their need is, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're always doing in sales. You're just finding a solution to their need, okay? Right. Yeah. So if their need is she needed the wow factor, we can give it to her in a lot of other ways. We don't have to have someone yeah, in a yeah, cage yeah. in the ceiling, right? So, yes. Dropping from Yes. What we usually do at the end is we ask if you have any advice for up-and-coming performers. And in your case, would be like non-union circus uh, first performers, like something that uh, advice yeah. for the future for them. Of course I have advice. <clears throat> so I <laughs> would say – No, I would say that uh, for any performer out there, um, that you are doing such great work in the world. You make people happy. Remember, like, your purpose and your, like, your why behind your career because your why is going to drive literally everything that you do. I would encourage everyone to continue um, just getting educated in your field. I think we're a field where a lot of people think that we've arrived and that we're going to like stay there for the next 20 years. Um, but you've never arrived. Uh, really, like anyone who's taken any course, we all know that everything in the world is moving. It's either moving forward moving or backward or laterally. Yep. It's not staying still, right? So you're never, you've never arrived. You can always grow. And um, yeah, there's just such, it's a really changing industry for performers. There's a lot of things, I think, coming towards us that might not be expected. But there are always ways, of course, to like, to go with the curveballs, not just like let them slam you in the face, right? <laughs> so um, continue to educate yourself. And um, if I'm allowed to, I would just love to to plug the Perform and Prosper again, the free mini masterclass, because I think that people will get some ideas just of like, if you're someone who's like, I do feel like I'm like stuck right now, like, where do I go? Um, but keep doing what you're doing. The, the world needs great performers and we need to be strong as an industry, right? We're not individuals, actually. The the performance art community is yeah. really important. And the more so- we all rise, the better the industry is going to be. Yeah, I love that. Just like yeah. raising everyone mm-hmm. up together. And that was another reason that we wanted to talk because we are so musical theater, mm-hmm. which is in a mm-hmm. little box. But um, you guys, are, there's a huge entertainment industry as well. And I think we just wanted to We're bring... All, uh... Under an umbrella. Yeah, we're all under a huge performing arts umbrella. And I think it was just important to um, educate people about that and Mm -hmm. make sure that we're um, getting each other's messages out there. Totally. And it's interesting how, like, even, like, musicians fall, like, we all fall under the same umbrella. Yeah. Um, Even when Mm -hmm. we're thinking about, like, our little pigeonhole, it's like we are part of the greater part of, like, the, the performance community, right? So, yeah. And thank you so much for doing for having these amazing podcasts Yay. for people as well. It's so great. Um, we were so happy to have you on. We love you to pieces. Thank, thank you. you for being thank here you. and talking to us and, and letting the world know about um, the wonderful world of circus. Thank you. There we go. Five, five, six, six, seven, eight. Bitches, bitches are lit. Titties out. Turkeys do. <laughs> 
He's giving me RuPaul track right <laughs> with his balls. I well, in my mind, it was actually more like the opening song. There you have of, it, folks. Uh, our awesome mashup episode Actually, with Nico from Blitz like Event that, like, Entertainment and Elisa from A Squared D Squared's Aerial Dance Cirque Company. We love you guys. For general inquiries or bookings for Glitz Entertainment, you can email info at theglitz.ca. You can follow them on Instagram at theglitzca or visit their website, theglitz.ca. For any general bookings or inquiries for A Squared D Squared, email info at a2d2.ca. Follow them on Insta at a2d2circus or visit their website, a2d2.ca. Stay tuned to our Insta this week for little snippets of both these awesome companies and the amazing work they're putting out there. DM us any thoughts you have, anything you want to hear more or less of on the pod, anything that made you lol, mate. Even if you've got a bloody joke, I want to hear it. We are at Tits and Teeth Podcast on Insta. We are at Teeth Tits on Twitter. And of course, you can check out our website for more information about our awesome guests that you heard today or any other time. That is titsandteethpodcast.com. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And if you feel so inclined, rate and review us. <laughs> Thanks always for all the love legends. We have a good time, don't we? Keep your tits up and your teeth out. And remember, we love you.